Hi listener, welcome to our first ever podcast session on Anchor FM. We hope you love our session. This is a session from the Ladies Wing hosted by Lady Tracy, the first lady of our chapel, Victory Bible Church International, Higher Heights Sanctuary. Welcome once again and have a seat. Enjoy. And we must dismiss the idea that we always have um, enough energy. I know we're all young and we're all youthful, but we have to dismiss the idea that oh, we always have enough time to work and we can save later on. Like this is the time that we have to chill. We have to renew our mindsets because, as I said, storms come away, and sometimes we, this is the season for us to prepare ourselves towards that storm that may come, or if it hasn't yet come, that may come. So that's why it's important that we're talking about this topic that is being brought. And if anybody has any contribution, please stop me and contribute. Like if you experience something like this and you want to share it amongst yourself, please, it's a discussion session. So I just, I don't want to be talking alone. I want everyone to contribute. Amen. So for the next slide, we'll be talking about some lessons. So how do you define wealth? What's our definition of wealth? Anybody? Okay. So pretty much as Ghanaians, I believe that Ghanaians tend to define wealth based on their spending pattern. And that is like, if you have say a big house and a car and you have designer stuff, and that means like you're wealthy because you have all these things. However, you have to ask yourself, if an emergency comes your way, would you have enough money to handle that emergency? Would you have enough savings saved? Or would you have enough investment to handle that emergency that comes your way? So wealth is pretty much um, your assets that you have accumulated over time. And we have to understand that broke people and rich people treat the same amount of money differently. Broke people pretty much just think about is how much you earn, but rich people know that it's about how much of your income that you're able to keep and to convert into it into assets that can provide you for more income in the future. So yeah, so we'll have this is a first exercise that I hope everybody will partake in. You have to you can do this individually. Or you can get a close friend or a partner or your siblings so that you guys can be accountable to each other because the whole goal of this discussion is to build our wealth and it has to start from somewhere and sometimes you need someone to be accountable to. So the first thing is I want us to calculate our net worth. And what is net worth? Your net worth is pretty much your assets minus your liabilities. And this, the whole point of this is to give you a snapshot or an idea of where you stand financially. So the first step is, sorry, the first step is you're going to make a list of everything you own or value. That is how much cash you have in your bank account or um, if you have any properties or if you have any land or any stock, anything that you own that is of value, you are going to you are going to um, you are going to make a list of everything you own. The second step is you are going to make a list of everything you owe. That is what I what I mean by owe is, for example, if you borrowed money from someone, that's the money that you are owing. Or if um, how do you call it? You have a car loan that you have to pay. That's the money you are owing. Or for example, those in the states, like if you have mortgage or your credit card, like the things that you owe, or even phone credits. Your phone credits, right? Something you are owing. So make a list of these things. Then the third step is you're going to subtract your assets from your liabilities. And the whole point of this is to show you what your net worth is and to show you where you are standing financially. And I know sometimes the number may be discouraging, but it's the first step to take in order for you to grow financially or in order for your finances to grow. So I hope everybody will partake in this exercise because it will be very helpful. And later on, we'll talk about investment strategies, how we can get more income by um, doing something that we like that can get income. And we can we even have a resource person even join and also give us more advice on how to build our world. But for the time being, this is where we're starting and I hope everybody will partake in it. So 
Oh, sorry. So yes, so that's the exercise. So if you can um, screenshot it or write it down, like it's up to you. So at this point, does anyone have any question? Before I move on to the second slide or a second topic, any question? Lady Tracy, I would just like to. Oh, okay. 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 Um. Hi. Good evening. Evening. Okay. I'm Lady Tracy. So I have a question. Okay. So, um, for instance, I'm a student at the moment, and um, I would say I haven't accumulated any assets for the time being. Um. So this exercise is it also uh, pertaining to me? Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> I'll throw this question to everybody. Um, if anyone can answer, this Tabita, right? Yes, Hello? Please. Yes, okay. please. So I'll throw this question to everyone. If you guys can answer Tabita, then I'll also make my contribution. So the floor is open, please. Lady Josie. Yes. I think yes, um, it pertains to her as well. As far as you're getting some money into your account as a student, I mean, you're not taking care of yourself, you're earning some money, you're getting some money from someone, your parents, whoever. So yes, you need to, that's part of your, uh, your wealth, you need to calculate that as well, because it's your money, it's coming into your bank account. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much, Sylvia. Um, anybody else? Lady Na? Would you like to say something in response to Tabita? Oh, yes. Um, so she said assets. So anything can be an asset. Um, for, for us ladies, even though she's not working, I believe jewelry, um, certain things that you have, it depends. But some people think over here, clothing is an, is an asset in itself. You find out that there are a lot of... Um, online apps and stuff that if you've used something for quite some while and for, for quite some time and you think you don't want to use it anymore or you've outgrown it and it's still in good shape, you can resell it. And it's not just clothes. It can be something like a furniture, um, accessories, bags, shoes, and all those things. So those can be categorized as assets. They are not the best kind of assets to have but they are something that can bring you some form of income. So even over here, when you're filling out some forms and stuff, they ask you um, if you round up everything you have. Like, when you think of an asset, think of it this way. If everything you have is supposed to be sold today, how much can you get then? That is technically an asset. If you have something that can be sold, it's good enough to be sold and it can be sold, how much you can get from it, then you technically have an asset. Okay, thank you so much, Lady Na. Um, anybody else wants who wants to respond to Tabita? Okay, if no response, I hope Tabita, those responses were very helpful. And as they both said, anything can be your asset. So this exercise also applies to you, and you can also do this. And if you want, you can get a friend who you can, who can who you can be accountable to and all that. So for our next. For our next topic, we'll be talking about money fears. So what exactly is money fears? So money fears is pretty much being worried sick about your financial situation. Like the story I mentioned earlier on of how um, for three days straight, I didn't have any money on me and I was just eating like woods. And at that time, I had to think, where am I going to get money from to even buy proper food? Or for example, where am I going to get the money from to... Um, um, let's say, pay for my utilities or even for transportation if I go somewhere, if there's an emergency, where am I going to get money from? Should I go and ask my parents? Because I was working and they asked me that, okay, where's the money that I earned, you know? And sometimes it goes beyond that. For some of us, it could be like, we need money for um, our rent that is coming up or for our utilities or for our car. Like there are so many things where we may need money for, for example, we went for um, to the hospital and they told us that there was something wrong with us and we don't have enough money to, you know, pay for, the, for that hospital bills. And all these things can accumulate and we can get worried sick about our financial situation. There'll be so much anxiety and all that. So it's normal for us to have money fears and we're going to, be, we're going to talk about ways that we can deal with 
deal with that. So the lesson from this is majority of um, Ghanaians, um, we worry a lot about not having enough to measure to a certain kind of lifestyle. Most of the time is some of or sometimes it's peer pressure that like, oh, your friends are living a certain kind of way and you two have to live that kind of way, but you don't even have that money to, you know, sustain that kind of lifestyle. Or for example, your parents have put a certain standard that you have to up um, to get to and like you need money for all that and sometimes we just get so we get too worried and we're like oh what if we don't even give the best in our work or even our school like how are we going to you know like there are so many reasons why we can get worried sick about our financial situation and i'm sure much you guys know of this like it's, it's very practical and it's so real in our lives and the first thing that i want to say is First of all, when we start getting worried about our money situation or about our finances, the first thing that we have to do is we have to fight it with the word of God. Because Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 17 says that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. So we have the spirit of God living in us. So when this fear comes, when this anxiety comes, when we start worrying about this thing, we have to fight it with the word of God. We have to rebuke it and say that, no, God, God says that we should trust in him in all us. We should trust in him with all our hearts and we should not lean on our own understanding. Like in my situation, the days that I didn't have anything on me and I was just eating oats, I decided to put my trust in God and God actually came through for me because I believe on the third day, I got a call from a lady who was in church. At that time, I was going to Pentecost PIWC. And um, she called saying that, oh, she's just checking up on us and just to see how we are doing. And she just wants to pay us a visit so we should give her directions to our place. At that time, I was living with a roommate. So she ended up coming and to the glory of God, she did like a whole grocery for us. She bought us a, like a bag of rice and a whole gallon of oil, some tomatoes, onions, yam, plantain, and what else? She even bought KFC chicken and she cooked the jollof, like a whole bucket of KFC chicken. And that food, like, or the grocery she did lasted us for like a whole month. And it's all to the glory of God because we decided to put our trust in God and just like, you know, depend on him and tell him that we don't, this is the situation we find ourselves in and that he should provide. And indeed, he's a Jehovah Jireh. Indeed, he provided for us. So the first thing we have to do is battle it with the word of God. But then we'll also talk about different exercises that we can do to help us deal with the money fears. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Okay. So exercise number one. As before this exercise, remember the first thing we are doing is battling it with the word of God. And the first step that I want us to take is to make a list of all the money fears that we have. Why do we have this money fear? Is it because we want we're not we're not able to um, live up to a certain kind of lifestyle? Or let's say we just don't have enough for our well-being, like we just don't have enough for rent, for transport, for um, food, for what have you. You, you list them down because you know it better than I do. The second step is I want you to think about why do you have this money fear in the first place? Most of the time we have this money fear because of, um, how do you call it, of a bad habit a bad spending i would say like for example we don't we spend recklessly i'll put it that way in my situation i was spending a lot on junk food money was going towards junk food buying burger pizza because yeah i love food and that was bad of me so make a list or think about why you have this money fear in the first place is it because of your bad spending habits you know it better than i do so make Think about it and write it down. And the third step is we have to make a plan to counter this fear. And honestly, when you have a plan, it makes you feel better. It makes you feel like, okay, you're on your way to achieve so 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 and so. So having a plan will help you deal with this money fears. Um, any question for now about money fears? About anything we said so far? Or any contribution? Any contribution? Hi, Lady Tracy. 
Yes, Sylvia, yes. It's Jennifer. <laughs> oh, Jennifer, sorry, sorry, okay. <laughs> So um, I wanted to say that we, we need to identify like um, the, what um, we spend our monies on the most, especially. So sometimes it's food, sometimes it's clothing, but um, sometimes I think um, impulse buying, you don't even know what you bought. Yes, it's, yes. You, just, you just buy, you just saw something on Jumia, like, oh, this is nice. Then we just buy. <laughs> and it comes and like, do I really need this? So we need to really identify like what what we yeah. can be strict on. We need to be strict a little bit on ourselves. But it, I mean, it's hard. It's very hard. That's so true. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for contributing. Um, anybody else? Um, hi, Lady Tracy. This is Akia. Hi, Akia. <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. So I also think that um, um, also if we put down, like maybe if our expenditures for the week, let's say within the week, if we are conscious of how much we spend every week, what did we spend it on? Maybe have a, a weekly like breakdown of your expenses. Okay. So that at the end of the week, maybe you have a budget for the month. Okay. For this month, I'm going to use this amount of money. If every week you do your weekly breakdown, you start to identify the things that you use your money for and then start to be able to group them in necessary things, the ones that are necessary and the ones that are completely unnecessary, the things you can do away with. So I think if we do that, it will really help us know how we spend our monies and how to cut down on the unnecessary things that we buy. Thank you so much, Lady Pia. We'll actually talk a bit more about that in our next slide. So thank you so much. That was like a good contribution. Thank you so much. And anybody else before we move on? Hi, good evening. This is Alice. Oh, hi. Um, so I also wanted to say, I didn't, I joined in a little late. I'm sorry about that. But um, the, the money fears are actually real. I don't know. But I've, I've gone through a phase where like I, I I heard you share a story about where you where it show where your next meal was coming from because it's not because you didn't have enough money to begin with it, but sometimes it's just because we don't pay attention to what we are spending or how we are using our monies. So um, as Lady Apia said, it's important that we put together right from now what we are spending our money on and then try and group and maybe budget a little bit so that we are not um, we are not we don't find ourselves in <laughs> in situations like that. Yeah. But and, and it's it's totally okay to find yourself there as well. It's a learning it's, it's a, a learning process. So don't feel bad if you're in that stage now or if you've even experienced it before. So that's what I wanted to say. Exactly. And that's why we're talking about all these things is to prepare ourselves. So thank you so much for sharing, Lady Alice. Um. Okay. So if there's no more contribution, we'll move on to our next topic. Um. Give me a second. Okay, so topic number three is where exactly is your money going? And as um, Jennifer, Lady Alice, Lady Kriya said, sometimes you don't even know where your money is going. So, so I know this is a huge number and I'll, I'll, I'll explain in a bit. So sometimes, sometimes we have, we let's say, um, how do you call it? Like, for, okay, for example, let me start with this. Have you ever asked yourself where your money goes? Like, you know that you drew a certain amount from the bank account, or you know that you had this amount of money to spend for, like, let's say, a week or a month. And in between, you've realized that all that money is gone, and you ask yourself that, where did all this money go to? Like, you try and make a list, or you try and see what exactly you spent on, but sometimes you forget, like, ah, I don't understand, where did my money go to? And I'm sure most of us have experienced that before. And I remember one time, like, okay, for example, the story that I mentioned at the very beginning of how I was broke, I had to ask myself, where did all that money go to? Because I just got paid. So where did the money go to? And I realized that most of it was going towards Uber. Most of it was going towards food and junk food, especially. And like, yeah, just pretty much just food and um, transportation. That's where majority of my money went to. So I had to ask myself that question. Or I remember another time I had a certain amount of money on me, I think 2000. And I was like, oh, um, 
for this money i'm going to use about 600 for groceries and i'm going to use like 500 for um, medical reasons because i had an appointment at the hospital and i had to um, pretty much do some labs so 500 was okay and i had to do some one-on-one too but i decided to put 400 aside so later on i was like where did that 400 go to that was like after i done my groceries my medical and everything i was like i know i put 400 aside and i was asking myself where did i put the 400 like what did i use it for because i couldn't remember and for two days straight i was just thinking about it like what happened to that 400 what happened to that 400 before finally i think on the second day i was just laying in bed still thinking about it and i remember that oh i saw something and i wanted it and i went to purchase it so i'll mention what it is but yeah so yeah so that's where my money went to and sometimes we tend to forget like we don't really plan properly and we don't we're not really disciplined to um track our our spending patterns or yeah i'll put it that way so we have to be careful when it comes to money and how we spend our money we have to know how much we spend in a month or a week and pretty much we have to know where our money goes to so what lessons can we pick out of this um, yeah, most people, for majority of people, we don't know what, where our money goes. We don't know what percentage of our money or of our income we spend on food or on transportation or clothes. Like, we don't know, and which is not a good habit and hopefully will change. Like, in any business, in any good businesses, they are able to track their revenue and their cost periodically and we also have to develop that mindset that of us also tracking our and um, how do you call it our cost and our revenue and um, in our personal lives and this will help us know exactly where our money is going to and we have to learn how to spend intention intentionally so some exercise we do for this topic is um give me a second Okay, so the first exercise is we're going to track our spending. And this is going to be tedious, but it's, it's important that we do it. And I pray you guys get the time to just one day in your quiet time or when you are free, just do this exercise and it will, it will really be beneficial. So the first step is to write down a list of everything you spent your income on in the last month. That this is just to give you an idea of how you are spending your money and it's also going to help you identify areas that you can cut or increase. The second step is, if you don't have a pen or book or you, you can just screenshot it or yeah, or just write something on your phone to make notes, something like that, yeah. The second step is we're going to review, and this is going to be very long, but it's, again, it's important that we do it. Review your bank statement from the last 12 months. The third step is we're going to separate your findings into wants and needs. And we're going to limit our wants and prioritize our needs again. Because the reason why we're doing all this exercise is in the future, we want, like, we want to build our wealth. We want to spend wisely. And um, how do you call it? And it again, as I said, it has to start from somewhere. So it's important we take this exercise. And very soon, we'll start listening to the fancy stuff about investments, about in savings, about insurance and all that. But for now, I want you guys to do this exercise. And I know it's going to be tedious, but please take the time because it'll be very helpful. And you'll see that in the next year, in the next two years, how much you're able to accumulate because you started with this exercise. So I pray you guys all take part in it. Okay, and the fourth step is to identify identify three to five things to cut each month that will make a significant impact. Pretty much, you're going to review what you're spending on, like things like phone calls, food. Like these things are important, but sometimes we tend to spend on these things recklessly. Like we know that it's important for you to eat, but sometimes we like to go to... Um, for example, new restaurants and just try on new food. Sometimes the food cry is not good and in the end you end up wasting your money. This is the time we have to <laughs> discipline ourselves and just like pretty much spend wisely and you know, have a bit of self-control. And the fifth one is we should spend on things that we love and cut expenses ruthlessly in the things that don't matter to you. For example, if you know that you are spending your money every month uh, paying for Apple, um, say Apple Music, yes, every month Apple Music or Netflix, all these things, if you, are, if you count them, like for example, I know for Netflix it's like 
15 to 18 dollars a month so times 12 that's that's more than a hundred dollars that's like 200 300 dollars that you're spending on that or for example an um, apple music like you know the things that you spend your money on so you best you it'll be best for you to do this exercise and write down what exactly you're spending your money on and how you can cut down your expenses so any contribution at this time very Tracy, I'd like to add something. So a good way to look at is alternatives. If you're cutting down on something, are there any other alternatives that can serve the same purpose? So let's say you were mentioning um, Netflix, Apple Music, in terms of alternatives. So we look at alternatives if the thing or whatever you, you plan on cutting on is a necessity in some way. So let's say you're a musician, you want to build up on your music background, improve upon your music. Yes, Apple Music will be something that you will need in some respects, but is it something you can cut back on? Maybe, yes. So when it comes to alternatives, what else can you factor in? Maybe YouTube, you just have to deal with the ads and stuff, but if that can um, help with you building your music career, you building your, your interest in music, your ability to learn in terms of um, your music ministry or your music field, then yes. So uh, um, to add with what you said, um, we can also look at alternatives, something that can be on the cheaper side and still serve the, the same purpose as the one that we are cutting back on. Yeah, thank you so much, Lady Na. Thank you. And that's so true. Looking at alternatives, that's so true. Um, who else wants to contribute or any question? Hi, Lady Tracy. Yes, this is Delali. Oh, hi, Delali. Hi. Um, so just to add to what you have said, I think um, that it's really important to budget and to make a plan, but to also be committed to executing the plan because without the execution, a plan just remains a dream and a hope and a plan. <laughs> and um, so I think that it's really important to make the plan, to make the budget, to look at our expenses and make choices that um, will help us to spend our money better, to help us to manage our finances, but to also be willing to take the next step, which is sometimes to, you know, say no to ourselves, say no to our friends, um, make, you know, make tough decisions. And I think that, um, delayed gratification if we're able to practice delayed gratification which is okay i really want this outfit i really want to go to this fancy restaurant i really want to do this activity with my friends but when i look at my budget this month i don't think i can make it happen and to forego that instant gratification and you know think of the benefits of later because I think a lot of the times we think about, oh, this is something I really like. This is something I really want to do. And then when we are broke, it's like, oh, why did I even, you look at that dress and it's not even worth it. You know, you look at, oh yeah, I had fun, but now I'm hungry. Or, um, you know, I, I spent on this thing and now I actually need it for something that's an essential need of mine. So I think yeah. if we're able to also, you know, delay our gratification a bit think of like the end game whether it's a savings goal that we have or maybe you know an investment that we want to make so we want to reach a a, a goal or anything we should um i think that's something that we can also try that's so so true thank you so much for sharing like you just reminded me of something that i did a while ago which was very silly of me because as you know i'm i'm, I'm pregnant i'm like almost nine months pregnant and i saw this dress like is this a fitting dress and obviously i knew that i couldn't wear it and i was like oh i'm buying it for the future because i'm going to give birth and lose my weight so that'll be like in the next six months but <laughs> The size that I've been bought and the size I am now is there's a major difference. And I'm like, sometimes I open my closets and I see this dress and I'm like, why did I even waste my money spending that dress? So what he said is so true and it's so practical. Thank you so much, Delali. Thank you. Um anybody else wants to make a contribution or any question? Elizabeth, Lizzie, we've not heard your voice. Any contribution? No, no, Lady Tracy. Hopefully before the session ends. Okay. Okay. How about you, Tila? 
Hi. Hi. Um, no, I'm just listening with rapt attention. And I'm just like preached to everything you've been saying from the, you know, going through periods like when you don't have money and also periods of, I've forgotten what you called it, um, worrying about not having money. And I'm just learning a lot, to be honest. And I'm relating to a lot of things you have said personally. And I'm just going with it. Yeah. We thank God. We thank God for that. And I hope you guys are making notes, especially with the exercise, because I want everyone to do it. Because the more we do this exercise, we're going to see a major difference in our lives. And I assure you, in the next year or next year, we'll be able to accumulate a lot of wealth. And all this will be to the glory of God's name. So I hope you guys are partaking in the exercise or writing it down. Yeah. Okay. So, I have a question. Okay, I'm listening. Jennifer, right? I, yes, I really wish the time wasn't going, but yeah, it's going. <laughs> um, so I want to find out, let's say your work is really stressful, right? Like um, at the end of the month, you know you're really tired. And then you go like, okay, can I have like, let's say a massage treat for myself so that next month I'll be more refreshed and work better and all that. Like, does that um, come to the unnecessary spending or like, it's a need because like they are really tired you know that oh if i get this i think i'll be good i would have a good month and maybe be more productive does that come to um being unnecessarily spending or okay thank you so much jennifer that's a good question Um, and i'll throw that question to everybody so anyone who wants to answer them the door is open i mean okay ladies i'll attempt to answer that um i believe that in as much as you'd want to plan and spend wisely, your health too matters. So I don't think that, um, um, I'm sure it's just um, um, one that, um, it's just uh, out of the blue that you're, you're doing that. Maybe you might not have budgeted, but then again, your health is also important. And like, just as she said, so that she'll be, um, she'll be better to um, be more productive. So I don't think that one is, is really bad because if you are not fit, how do you, go to work how do you you know so i don't think that one is really a bad idea because it's not like it's going to be continuous it's just one out of the blue so that's what i think though okay thank you so much lizzie um anybody else who wants to contribute or answered um jennifer i wanted to add this is delali um that um as as lizzie said it's not like an always thing. I, I'm one person who, when you said the massage, I was like, oh, wow, I actually need one soon because it's been a long time since COVID. But the thing is that if I look at my pay or the money I have in my account, and let's say the massage costs three quarters of my money, I'm not going to go and get a massage just because I need to relax. There are other ways that I can, like maybe I can go and get my nails done, I can go and chat with a friend. I can, you know, just lie in um, on a Saturday, binge watch TV. I don't know. There are so many different ways that I feel that um, we can relax and get our mental health back in check. And so I do agree that, like, um, if, if, if you're struggling, you're stressed out, go get that massage if you can afford it. Don't go and get the massage and then after the massage, a week later, be sad that you went to get the massage. So if you can't go and get the massage, go for, for I don't know, breakfast with one of your friends or go and get your nails done. Something that may be a little bit cheaper or something that is, you know, any whatever is in your budget. Like, we should live according to our means and not um, overspend in the name of, you know, Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was powerful. Thank you. Um, anybody else? Queenie, go ahead, your voice. <laughs> Any contribution? Hi, good evening. Um, I agree with um Dalali. I, I think basically it really depends on what's coming in, what income is coming in, because at the end of the day, someone says something, if you can't buy it twice, then you can't afford it. So if you look at what you you have and you know that, okay, if I go and spend 200 CDs on a massage this afternoon and I'm going to be crying broke next week, then it's really not worth it. There are other things that you could do, there are substitutes that you could do. But then at the end of the day, so if you look at your 
income and look at your your budget and you know that taking that kind of money out is not going to disrupt your your savings or paying for your um, necessities then fine you can definitely do it so I, I I think it's 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 all about your um, priorities you know yeah. should be prioritized yeah that's all I have to say thank you so much Pini that's so so true and Jennifer I hope these answers very helpful to you and if indeed let's say you need a massage you can always get a friend or a family member to help to massage you it's not a big deal i mean there are sometimes massages me when i have body pains so yeah it's it's practical and you can get someone a close friend just to massage you and give them release that tension so but thank you guys so much for the answers that you just said very very helpful okay so for our next slide we'll be talking about dealing with depth okay so how do we deal with debts what is debt in the first place that's pretty much it's pretty much anything that we are owing if you took a loan from someone we are owing that person and at the beginning we spoke about net worth and how we have to um yeah how we have to make a list of everything we know or and the things we own we have to subtract them together to get our net worth so pretty much now how do we deal with debts how do we deal with debts any contribution on how to get there? How, how to deal with debt? Yes. My contribution will be that when you have debt, you have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself in drafting how much you owe and how you got to that, that expense. So let's say let's say you're buying too, too many um, clothes or something. If your debt is primarily due to you purchasing a lot of clothes, then you know that that is one thing that you have to check because one disadvantage of debt is once you are in debt, you keep, you keep staying in debt or it keeps accumulating. So you have to find its source or you have to be real with yourself and know the source of your debt. So if it's made, it's a clothes, if it's clothing, then, you have to be true to yourself that, okay, you're going to cut down on clothes and then you have to see how best you want to take care of your debt. If it's um, putting some of your salary aside, however you want to do it, I know you get into that. So however you want to deal with your debt, but to me personally, you have to be true to yourself and then identify what is leading you or what is causing you to have that debt. Okay, thank you so much, um, Lodina. So first of all, we have to be honest with ourselves and we have to make a list. Okay, that's good. Thank you so, so much, Lodina. And please, who else wants to make a contribution? Um, Lady Tracy, um, I think that with that, so let's say if you took a loan from the bank, um, in addition to one asset, you have to be committed to repaying because you can't be owing someone and then you like you're, you've not made any resolve to um to pay what you owe like if you're supposed to make monthly monthly payments to the bank let's say you took the loan from the bank then you should be committed in in paying so that it doesn't accumulate because with the banks most of the time if you've taken a loan there's an interest that so if you don't make an attempt to it'll just keep on increasing and then sooner or later it will get out of hand so just be as aside being truthful to yourself like Nan said um you have to be committed in paying, make a resolve to try to get yourself out of that. And that's why I think. Thank you so much, Lizzie. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And um, who else? Any ways on how to deal with debts? Um, Equia, Lady Equia. Hello. No, Lady Tracy. Yes. So, dealing with that, um, I'll say that first of all, we should be um, okay. So I think most of the time we tend to um, like spend our money before we even get them. <laughs> you know, sometimes you because like it's easy to buy things on credit. Like, oh, you see a shoe, your friend is selling the shoe. Oh. Let me take the shoe. End of month, meet you okay. You know, we tend to do that a lot. So I think it's that's that's one habit we need to, you know, stop. You know, buying things and like if 
if you don't have any savings on the side that can you can always fall back on like don't put yourself in unnecessary debts and also if you find yourself in debt you should uh you should have a structure you should have a plan on how you are going to make the payments you understand without you going hungry you know but at the same time you should be progressive in your payment and you should only focus on that because now that debt has to be cleared before you can have anything for yourself to be able to spend like maybe extravagantly or anything like that so first of all we should we should we should try to avoid debt some debts are necessary some are not like you know if your your salary is not too much and you are always you take like five shoes because your friend is selling it. Oh, makes you It's completely unnecessary. If you need a shoe, you can buy one at a time. Once you're done paying with one, then you check your savings and all that. If it is viable, if it can hold up, it can, it can hold on. You can hold you, you know, for a while. Then you make the next the next expenses like maybe buy another shoe later on but doing or sometimes we do that a lot doing all at the same time because oh man we better and when i see the other person you know my eyes will get and i <laughs> and you maybe you know yeah somebody has bought it <laughs> yeah so that's something we really need to check like our you know desires for things that are not entirely necessary at the time that we purchase them will keep us out of debt and if you're already in debt you need to have a plan like write it down strategically okay so by the end of this month i'm owing 200 ghana cities here i'm owing 500 ghana cities here okay so i can if, if i'm earning like thousand ghana cities okay maybe i can pay 300 and i can pay 100 you know next month i can pay 200 and pay like it has to be you know in correlation with your necessary spending for the month you know make sure that maybe you are paying bills or you are paying for rent like all those things will come into play and now the money that you would spend on yourself that is where you are going to take your debt money from and then start paying your debt so that means you're not going to have your normal luxury of buying antimony at a church because you are owing somebody shoes that you have to pay for so that's the step that we can but you have to write them down i believe that when you write them down it's easy for you to always go back and know your progress and also achieve your goal that's it. Thank you, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Who else? One more person. I think she does have this up. Oh, hi, Sheila. Okay. Oh, hi. Sorry, I just had a quick question. Sorry. Um, um, it was to Lady Akia or to anybody. I don't know, but um, she mentioned um, like some debts are necessary and some aren't. I just needed like um her to elaborate on that. Thank you. Um, um, okay, so when I was um, explaining, I said that maybe if you need a shoe, let's assume you, all your shoes are broken, like you don't have any like shoes at all, like all your shoes are worn out. So if you see your friend selling shoes, that means you need a shoe. It is necessary for you to have a shoe, but it is, it is not necessary to have five shoes at a time you can deal with one maybe for a month if you wear one shoe maybe to church for a month like it's not going to like wear out or anything like that so maybe after one month after you so it, at that point it's very necessary for you to get a shoe because you don't have a shoe for church so we can buy one for maybe you wear it throughout the month trust me nobody will notice and even if they do that is all you have you understand and that is it's within your means you understand so at that point you need one shoe and it's a necessity so it's a debt even though you cannot pay it outright it's a debt but it is a necessary debt and it it is good for you because you need to have a shoe for church but then you don't need to have maybe five as i was explaining earlier so that's one example of maybe debts that are necessary or that are good okay thank you Sheila, I think also okay. Hello. Yeah, who is talking? Queenie. 
Oh, okay, okay. Please go ahead. With the with the debt question, I think also um the for me, I think that the first step to paying off debts diligently is having discipline. You know, you you should be disciplined enough to to know that okay, I'm owing A B C D this much amount. So let let, let me just say that I'm owing um if you are like three hundred CDs. all the go. What I have to do is I should be disciplined enough and honest enough with myself. If ordinarily I would be going out with my friends every Friday night, I would have to cut that back so, so that I can take out either 150 or 100 from this month's pay to pay a career and then next month too. You know, that I, I think that for most people, they're missing out on what they normally do or the luxury things that they are used to, that's where the, the issue come in. They don't want to stop that, but they still want to, you know, eat their cake and then have it. So I think discipline really plays a big, big role. Once you're able to pay off whatever debts with um, discipline, I, I think you, you, you even get used to the culture of taking some money out of your um, pay to even save. So I think discipline really, really plays a big role there. Thank you. Thank you so much, Queenie. And thank you all guys for those answers. Like, that's yeah. that's and as you will see in the next slide, sorry. Yes. The next slide. Yes. Understanding your debts and how to deal with it. And it's pretty much what you guys have all said. That first, you have to acknowledge the total amount of debts that by making a list. That's making a plan, as if you have said. And the second step is to set a repayment schedule. The third one, and pretty much is all that you said. So um, we have to prioritize our debts if we know that this person is going to give you the most wahala. Okay, let's decide that you're going to pay that person first. But it depends on your circumstance. Or we know that or we, we decide to pay, um, how do you call it? We want to deal with the largest amount first. It's up to you. You know your circumstance. So you, you have to prioritize it. And the fourth is setting deadlines. And the fifth is deciding, okay, there's something we can decide. Like, and discuss is that the fifth step is decide how you plan to raise the money to pay. So let's say someone is going through debt and maybe the person doesn't have a stable source of income. How can that person raise that money? This is a question for everybody. Any answers? Interesting. First of all, please, I want to ask that we increase the time a little, if you don't mind. Well, as I said, it's going to be a series, right? So we'll continue. We'll continue in our second session and our third. We'll, we hope to complete it in either our third or fourth session. Okay. But I think for now, okay, if you guys disagree, please let me know and we'll increase the time because I don't know how, what the plan is for everybody. I know some people have to do other things. So maybe for our next session, we can decide to increase the time if that's okay with everybody. Okay, I'll just assume that that's okay with everybody. <laughs> um, so how, for the third step, because there's a last slide for today. For the third step, how can we raise money to pay the debt we owe? Any contribution? Any ideas? If someone is going through that situation and they need the money, but they don't know how they are going to raise it, in any points? I think. First Hello. Hello. Okay. Okay. So, I, I think first of all, you have to, um, if it's a soft loan or something that you've taken from someone, you have to um, make the person understand you don't have to go or duck on the person. You have to have a communication with the person that, so this is my situation at the moment. And I really, really want to pay this, but this is my situation. Can you please give me some more time? Otherwise, if you go duck on the person, the person also, you are de deliberately not interested in paying the money so they can hunt you now. So yeah, I think that's the first thing. Thank you, thank you. I know Lady Alice, you also wanted to say something. Yes, please. So I'm thinking, even though you might not have a fixed income, you might be getting an allowance for maybe a family member or friends or 
or um, gifts may come in every once in a while. Even though those are not um, fixed and you're not sure when the next one will come, um, I think once they, you get things like that, you should um, target that money towards paying some of your debt or else um, you may never be able to pay the debts you owe. So it might, you might be inconvenienced as in if you're getting only a gift of 100 CDs and say you owe somebody 300 CDs. Um, unfortunately, you may have to say, I'm taking only 10 CDs and managing that for the next few days um, or few next, okay, maybe 20 CDs for the next couple of weeks, at least enough to get food to eat. And then use that eight, the rest of the money towards the debt or else, unfortunately, it, you may not be able to pay up and then the other person, even though you're explaining to them your situation, they may also be, need the money for something or whatever agreement you guys had. So yeah, maybe they can increase your time, but if you don't make, take, make the extra effort to pay up on time, then you may never be able to pay the person and that's not too good, so. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And unfortunately, our time is up. It's already eight o'clock. One hour comes by so fast. But thank you all so much for joining. I hope you were all blessed. And by the grace of God, for our next session, we'll continue with um, Money Matters and the Smart Money Woman topic. And we'll be talking about, okay, what will we be talking about? Yeah, we'll be talking about surviving emergencies, money goals, a spending plan the power of networking, life happens. I know there's a lot of things that we have to talk about, but we will complete all this between the third or fourth session. So God bless you all so much for coming. And let's just say a short word of prayer before we close. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for all that you've done for us. We thank you for being present in our meeting, but we know that your spirit has been with us and for all the things he's taught us. We ask that, Father, even as we go about with our daily lives, you shall help us be disciplined with our money and help us accumulate wealth to the glory and honor of your holy name. Be with us even after we're going to bed and let your will be done in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. We will appreciate the feedback from you. Have a great day. Bye.